Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And my guest today is Dan Blanc. Dan, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Thank you, Ken. And I'm sure it's nice to be here with FCA and talking to you. Yeah, you bet. I know we, we met a few weeks ago, didn't we? Over oh, at what, the, a, what a beautiful thing that was. Yeah, an Easter service for some Boise State football players oh, and uh, on Easter morning, didn't we? Oh, I loved it. It was so nice gathering with everybody and seeing old Bronco buddies. And I didn't realize we had some ministers in, you know, that <laughs> yeah. I played ball with. But it was so wonderful. A little bit about me. I'm an Idaho native and uh, lived here all my life. And uh, it's an honor to be here with you guys today. And uh, Tell you a little bet. about what I've been up to. You bet. Well, we're excited. Uh, I'm excited to to visit with you today and for our listeners to hear more about what Jesus has been doing in your life. And um, so, but before we get to that, we want to talk about some FCA camp opportunities mm-hmm. for uh, your kids, folks, and your grandkids out there. We've got uh, we've got a a football camp over in Ontario, an FCA youth football camp with on May Saturday, May thirteenth, the day before Mother's Day, with uh, and John Bates, who played tight end at Boise State, who's with uh, the Washington Commanders, used to be the Redskins, and John is a cousin with our FCA staff, Ryan Seals over there in Fruitland. So John's going to be part of a youth football camp, and they only have seventy five uh, uh, openings for that camp. I think they're about half full right now, folks. So that's May thirteenth, and by the way. You can get all this information and see all our camps on fcaidaho.org. And you can actually register your kids there too. So, and then again, in fruit, uh, that's in Ontario with John Bates. And yeah, but he was great watching his career, wasn't it, Dan? Oh, I loved all those guys. And then he, he got hurt his senior year at Boise State and was able to have a great showing, you know, for the draft and whatnot. But, um, and then moving on to the, that uh, May 30th through June 1st, we have a functional fitness camp for youth over in Fruitland. And that's uh, functional fitness is kind of the new name for CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit is patented. And, patented. So anyway, um, we have a youth camp for that. And then we have a two-day wrestling camp in Nampa on June 2nd and 3rd. And that's for elementary, junior high, and high school. And that's going to be over at Columbia High School this year in Nampa. Then we have a youth baseball and softball camp that run together over at Napa Christian June 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. And that's uh, through elementary up until 6th, 7th grade. And then another youth tennis camp in Fruitland, 6th through the 8th as well. And a youth golf camp that same time. I think the tennis camp's in the morning and the golf camp's in the afternoon. So tennis is in Fruitland, golf is in Payette. And then finally an archery camp that we have over uh, June 13th. 14th and 15th in Fruitland. And then, folks, our, our camp that you, many of you have heard a lot about this, it's our, we host the regional camp for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's the Northwest FCA Sport Camp. It's the overnight camp that goes five days over at NNU. Last year, we had 424 athletes there and 65 college huddle leaders and about 60 coaches. And so, man, just great time of worship, great speakers. And uh, incredible coaching, so your kids will get an opportunity to not only get better in their sport, but more importantly, if they don't know Christ, get introduced to Him and hopefully 
start serving him and and finding out their purpose and so why god's created them and and be used back at their schools so that is june 26th through the 30th so the northwest fca sport camp right here in napa idaho so well more information at fcaidaho.org well dan i know um I, i got to talk to you this week i know you teach over at bora high school and uh and we've gotten to know each other, each other. We've talked several times now. And uh, man, just what a blessing it was to to hear your story. And um, I know we, we could talk a lot, couldn't we, about oh. your your days at Bora High. You were running back at Bora High, played for D. Pancrats. You played at Boise State with a lot of great, great, great folks. People. You know, Jim McMillan. You know, we were talking about Ron Emery oh, and other people. And, Ronnie. Oh. and the, the Holtons, the Huts, and... Mm-hmm. And all those well, we guys. We definitely laid the groundwork. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then you actually program. got to play under Jim Craner his yep. first year, right? Yeah. Coaching played, there at Boise played State. Played with Tony Knapp, and then I played with Jim Craner. Yeah. And had a wonderful time with those guys. Played with great coaches and great players. And yeah. Won a couple, played on a couple championship teams. And uh, what a beautiful So fun experience. stuff. Fun stuff. And, and, and we could talk a lot about that, but. There's there's something that's really intrigued me, and I and I'd love for our listeners to hear about this. I know you surrendered your life to Christ. You said back in 1989, and then there were some really significant things that God used you in in the 90s that has to do with that people with something that people see every night here in Boise. But tell us a little bit about we want to talk about that. But tell us a little bit about how how you surrendered your life to Christ in 1989. Well. Uh... I started, I walked on in the spring of 74 to Boise State, was lucky to get a scholarship and have my college paid for, graduated in the spring of 78 with a Bachelor of Science degree in secondary education. I was going to be a PE instructor and a, you know, science teacher and a coach. And I was married to a girl at the time of my life, and uh, she didn't want to leave up Boise for me to go pursue my career. So the jobs I wanted back then, they weren't available here in the Boise Valley. So I was going to have to go to Eastern Idaho or go to Bend, Oregon. Those were my opportunities, and it never happened. So what happened was I ended up becoming a salesperson, trying to you know make some money and you know pay the bills and have some fun that way. And uh, we ended up uh, going our different we broke up in 1980, went our different ways, and uh, and then 1980 from 89, I sort of had a problem, uh, had a hole in my heart, and I couldn't figure out why I had this hole in my heart, and I could never patch it, and it was because I was I wasn't living God's way. I was you know doing bad things, drinking too much, partying too much, and and then finally, and it was May 1st of 1989, I. Uh, hit rock bottom more or less, and went to a good friend of mine, and I asked him, I'm going to ask him, I need to ask this question. Why am I not really successful? I should be more successful. And he says, well, you got the monkey on your back, Dan. You need to get some help. And I haven't waited uh, five years of my life for you to ask that question. <laughs> you know, wow. I wasn't going to say nothing because I didn't want to lose a friend. And so he was he a good friend to you. Yeah, a good friend of mine was there when I needed help, and he knew what the problem was, and he drove me over to Nampa, and there was a tug of war between the the Lord and the devil, you know. And the Lord was trying to save me, and the devil didn't want me to go with the Lord. And then I ended up uh, checking to a rehab in Nampa and spent 28 days in a hospital and got the monkey off my back. Wow. And uh, all of a sudden, that heart, that hole in my heart, healed with Lord with God. And uh, 
I was so thankful that he was there for me. Hmm. And then he started performing miracles in my life. So when I got into that and got clean and uh, had to change my lifestyle, you know, had to change my uh, Playboy apartment and my playground, my background, and change a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was funny. Everybody thought I was going to start preaching and going to be a missionary or work for the police department or something. And I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to tell people how to live their life. You know, the only thing I told people back then, I'm not going to – you just live the life that you've chosen and that you – you feel happy with, but I'm here to help you. When you get tired of hurting, I'll be here to help you. That's and what you I told them about what yeah. God had done in your oh, life. Oh boy, God! So what happens was when you go through a program like that, you end up going to lots of meetings. You know, mm-hmm. you know, keep that stinking thinking from coming back in your mind and falling again. And so eventually, I got to the point where I didn't need all these meetings, and I started looking, what can I do to help my community? And service clubs. There was a lot of service organizations back then. You know, like the Optimist Club, and I was involved with them. JC is Junior Chamber of Commerce of America, a young people's organization. And I got involved, and I really enjoyed that because now I was helping the community. You know, I was putting my resources back in the so community. So your focus went from from inside, yourself. Yeah, I, instead of being selfish, then I was able to start sharing mm-hmm. what was happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was all the help with my Lord that did it for me. Mm-hmm. And so I became uh, the JCI president of the Boise organization in 1994. And I didn't know who took care of that cross up on Table Rock. And uh, we were the people that put that cross up there. That's right. I've heard that the JCs years ago. Many years. Early 70s? Yeah, early 70s. We ended up buying the land in 1971 and 72. And they got the power. They got the power up there to keep it lit. uh, But we had to raise money always. And I kept wondering, where was all this money going that we're raising? Because we were paying the bills on the Table Rock Cross up on the hill up there. And... uh, what a story. I, I got really excited knowing, okay, now I got purpose. You know, wow, the Lord's put me in, you know, in this spot to help keep that cross lit up on the hill up there and take care of it with the help of a lot of other people. It's not just me. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I, the JC was a young people's organization, and once you get to 45, you, they kick you out. You, know? <laughs> you graduate because you know, they want you to go on with your life and start a business or something like that. So it's pretty unique. He didn't want to leave, but I became a JCI senator, and then I'm still involved. And then one day, the, some people got a hold of me and said, "Damn, we need you on the committee." You know, so we're, we got this committee that takes care of the cross. And you know, no matter what I did back from '94 on, I've been that cross was me, mine to bear. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I decide, okay, that's my deal. I'm going to take care of that cross. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's been a wonderful experience, and we've had lots of battles with you know the ACLU and the atheist groups, and people want to tear that bat- that cross down because they don't like it, you know. But it becomes a property rights issue. We own the property, so they can't right. touch it, you know. Right, private property. So it's been you know, I've, I'm with working with a bunch of great people, and I'm on the committee that we take care of that cross, you know. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a story I have, man. That's yeah. I love taking care of that cross yeah. up there. We put that cross up there way back when in the 70s. We never put it up there to push one religion over another on anybody. We actually had a plaque up there, and the plaque said, to inspire higher ideals and great citizenship. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. You know? mm-hmm. But it's been such a you know neat force. I remember in 94, the ACLU, two weeks before Christmas, they want to take me to court. They want to tear the cross down. They thought they had some evidence that they could, over, you know, rip it down. 
So I met with him. We were on a radio show, KBOI, I think it was, and uh, we are having a nice conversation back and forth, and they were telling me how rich they were and how much money, and they knew I was the president of a club that had a few members and no money in the bank. And I thought, you know, you're telling me you guys got deep pockets, but I'm going to tell you, nobody has deeper pockets than the Lord. You know? Yeah. So we'll see in court. <laughs> we never made it to court, but we went. We went nationwide with this fight. Mm-hmm. And I had. Uh, I was on the Seven Hundred Club, the Pat Robertson's group. Had all those lawyers from down south come up here and help defend me, and a lot of good lawyers there in Boise defend us over this issue. You had some organizations oh, too, right? That was it, the Heritage Foundation oh, yep. and a few others. Oh, it was that wonderful came to your your side. I to was your so defense. impressed with all the people that stepped up. And you know what's crazy? I told those guys. I said, "Why don't we just put it for a vote?" You know. And uh, if I lose the vote, I'll tear the cross down. You know? Oh, they go, we can't do that, Dan. You know, <laughs> we'd lose that vote. Then what are we talking about? Because you knew everybody you know? would vote. No, oh, 99% to keep of it. Yeah. people in this valley here, they love that cross. You know? mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy is you have to look for it. You know, it's not like it just jumps out at you and you know, bothers you or whatever. Because you, know? you sort of got to know it's there and sort of take your time to look up there and see look it. Look that direction. Exactly. Yep. You know? But the neatest thing we've done, we've uh, changed the lighting on the cross years ago and uh, lowered the power bill on it. So it's really, you know, made it doable to take care of. And we've raised money through the past and we've got some funds in the bank that we can pay the bills with the interest we make. And it's really wonderful. The great citizens of the valley here that stepped up Mm -hmm. to help us take care of that beautiful cross on the hill. And I love it. I go up there all the time. You know, I pray every day. Thank the Lord. For letting me, you know, breathe the fresh yeah. air and and be a good Christian, you know. Yeah. But I've been a, I've been you know a good Christian since uh, when I had that bout in 1989, and uh, so, well, as soon as I let the Lord come back in my life, life got wonderful, mm-hmm. and the Lord performs miracles for you people, you know. Yeah. And all I can tell people right now with the times we're going through, get right with the Lord, people, because He's there to take care of you, and uh, pray and. Uh, that's what I want it to, my story is, you know. My yeah. story is, you know, one of the neat things I've learned about Christianity is, you know, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, mm-hmm. you know. I believe in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what is the story? But football got me an education. Football was a driving force. Without football in my life, I probably would have never had the journey that I've been on. Mm-hmm. So foot, and you played running back. I was a right? running back back in the heyday. Yeah, and loved playing at Boise State. You know, mm-hmm. got my education, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I follow Boise State. You know, it's amazing how beautiful that place is now, and how huge and big. Yeah. And, you know, the program they're running is amazing. You know? Yeah, but we were the ground, we laid the groundwork. People need to remember that. You know? Yep, that's right. Those late sixties, early yeah. and all well, throughout the seventies. When I started there in seventy four, we we just we we were college a couple years before that. Before that, we were junior college. Mm-hmm. Then in seventy four, we became university. What a yeah. story, man! Yeah. Leaps and bounds, you know. But I, you know what? You can't do it with by yourself. You got to have help, and you need the Lord yeah. to help you. Well, I know you uh, you were classmates and. And teammates with a couple people that I that are in my life now, and that is Gene Blameyer, who who's on our FCA board and was the yeah. AD at Boise State for twenty nine oh, and a half Gene. years. I love yep. Gene. Played, you, I got to play high school football with Gene. Started in the same backfield as him, and I was a junior at Bora, and he he just moved from California and got to play one year with us, and uh, he was a Hall of Famer. 
Was he playing? Was he tight end then? Yeah, or was he, he, no, he was a he was wasn't a tight end. He was a wide receiver. Wide receiver and okay. uh, ended up getting recruited by UCLA. Yep. and had a great career. And it yeah. was so wonderful to have him come back. And I was still part of BSU, helping out all the f- functions down there when he was AD. Yeah, and it was honored. We honored Gene Blamer a couple of years ago in Bora's Hall of Fame football program. Yeah, you know it was nice to get him back, and him and his wife—they live in McCall now. Yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't say that, you know, <laughs> but Gene's a good guy. Yeah. Good, he's got a great family. Love yeah. them all. Oh, you know? and he's just been—he—he he hired me. Yeah. He was—he uh, was our board chair with FCA when uh, when I came on staff with FCA in two thousand five. Oh. And, and then about uh, great people. Oh yeah, just he's just been so instrumental in and so many you, things. You were here. friends with Ron Emery, you were telling me, huh? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ron what Emery. A story Ronnie has. Yeah, it, Ron. Boy, at Capitol High. We were just, we were talking yeah. earlier about how he uh, record setter. Hall yeah, like thirty four hundred yards or something yeah. crazy. His yeah. for two years of running running back was, at Capitol High. I think High. back then he was the only guy that ever they handed the ball to. When I remember his, his <laughs> yeah. story. But so he played I, with some great people, though, also. You know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he was part of the Friends Church there in Boise. And um, I was at the Friends Church in Star. That's where I accepted Christ when I was in sixth grade. And But I had Ron Emery as a counselor at, at uh, camp up at Quaker Hill. And uh, I remember watching him play football at Boise State, and I, I think I might have saw him play a game or two early on at Capitol when he was still in high school. But he was one of those guys, you know, as, as far as a, a, an athlete, a football player that was trying to live out his faith as a Christian that I looked up to early on, you know. And there's all, obviously, you know, FCA is about that, that transforming power of Jesus Christ and that impact that, you know, the older athletes have on the younger athletes. Mm-hmm. And so – and then, and then getting to hear Ron's story, his testimony was just amazing. And then my brother, Ron went on to coach at Greenleaf. My brother had him in class over there. My yep, brother went one year at Greenleaf Friends. He was there for many years. Yep. And then Ron went to I CUNA. I think he retired from CUNA, didn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. And then he, uh, he was football coach over there, and then he was a VP for a, a long time over there. And he... But I, that's where I was. I taught at CUNA High School for 15 years, taught biology. And so then I got to be a colleague and, and with Ron. And, and then there was somebody else we were talking about, Darrell Bruner, that you, you've oh, known Darrell since another, you were kids, right? Wonderful person. You were the same age, yeah, you and Darrell, yeah, right? We played Little League football together, Optimus football together. Many what years was your ago. team? You're out, you're we played, team. Uh, back in the day, we were Bob Rice Ford. Bob Rice Ford. I don't think we ever won a football game <laughs> when we were together playing Optimus football. But when we ended up, you know, it's amazing. We went to junior high and high school together, and we were champions every year. <laughs> and Darrell played basketball. Yeah, right? he was a great basketball player. Yep, then went on to play at NNC. I think he when, he ended up working there, didn't he? Is yep, he he's the alumni director. At NNU, yeah. and he's a good friend of mine. And in fact, our office is just right across the lawn. For so I see, mm-hmm. I see Darrell sometimes two or three mm-hmm. times a week, you know. And then Darrell's sister uh, married my high school wrestling coach, Bruce Burnett, at Meridian High. So have another connection with yeah, Darrell awesome. there. So yeah. Yeah, we all got a great story, don't we? Kid? Yeah, you know. But we couldn't do it without the Lord. Though. That's right. We need the Lord. There's something that you said to me this week when I was visiting you in your classroom over there, Bora, talking just briefly as we, I know we've got about four or five minutes here and we can maybe close with this, but you said something I think was really significant, you know, um, several things. But one thing that stuck in my mind was just about, 
you know, our past and, and, and past mistakes and, 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 and getting over them and through them, you know, cause the enemy, the devil, he keeps trying to remind us of those things. Right. And I don't know. I don't know if you remember exactly what you said there, but I, I just thought it was very significant. Well, I remember telling you, you know, it's amazing how when you, you lose the Lord in your life for a while and uh, you start going the other way, you, sometimes people, you know, they don't think they can change. And I tell young people, just because you've gone a different path or you made a couple mistakes, you can change. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Just ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. and He'll turn your life around. You got to be humble and, to ask oh, for that forgiveness. Don't we? Things will start happening. And I tell young people, you know, I'm glad that you try things, you experiment, because I want you to use your mind and be a, your own thinker. And, but I want you to know, just because you make a mistake, you don't have to live that way the rest of your life. You can change mm-hmm. it and get better. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember when I got help and clean, I went around and gave speeches to schools. Mm-hmm. For one year, on all those drug awareness weeks when they'd had them, I'd get a microphone and go in the middle of the gym with a packed house <laughs> and tell my story. Mm-hmm. And I'd have the crowd just clamping and stomping. You felt like you were the head coach and you were getting ready to go win a national championship or something. <laughs> Yeah. And that was funny because all the professional people there, the doctors, the lawyers, and police officers and everybody, they'd come up to me and go, Mr. Blanc, can we still part of your speech? You know, <laughs> God, it's powerful. Yeah. But but I tell young people at school, you know, if I can't get, get them to think about anything else, I tell them one thing every day to work on, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. If you start living a life of being a good person, then – finally get the Lord back with you, mm-hmm. you're going to be amazed mm-hmm. how your life is going to become yeah. so beautiful and miracles will start happening, and oh, it's powerful. Well, we sure appreciate you pouring into kids there and trying to steer them in the right direction, and uh, and it's so cool to hear your story. Well, you know, Ken, I'll tell you how this happened. You know, in this job that I'm doing, I'm the detention monitor at Bora High School. It's like putting a fox in the hen house, more or less. <laughs> But when that job opened up for me, I prayed about it. And I, I, the Lord answered my prayer right away. And he said, Dan, I got you in the right place, man. I got, you got you got to save these kids, man. I need you here to help these kids. Back at the school that you graduated exactly. from. Exactly. And if you'd have, when I left there and graduated in 72, you know, if you'd have said I'd be back 40 years later, no way. But here I am, yeah, doing a wonderful thing, and you know I'm able to, with the help of my Lord, do great things and work with these kids and help yeah. them see the light and get their light life going in the right direction. Well, wow, that's great. But something about FCA, I was turned on to FCA back in the '60s hmm. when I was in junior high. Hmm. I mean, it goes that far back wow. in the history of the Valley here. So mm-hmm. Great program you guys do. Thank you. God well, bless you. You bet. Yeah. Well, we need your prayers and. And uh, you know, prayers the right, for these. I'm in the right can- place, Ken. I'm in the right place to help people. That's great. You know, that's yeah. my goal to help people. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that the Lord brought our paths Thank across you. each other. And it was uh, so neat meeting you at, the Hall, at that uh, reunion. Yeah, it was so the cool. Teams Boise State, yeah, 69 let, to 79. Was yeah. that amazing? Yeah, and Boise State let us have that Easter oh. service in Allen Noble there. Oh, it was and, beautiful. Yeah, it was great. And Thank you. Jim Kreiner and Skip Hall. Oh, and great coaches. David Hughes oh, there. Alan, Alex Kettles. Kettles. He taught, I didn't know he taught and coached at Bishop Kelly. Forgot about that. Yeah, Alex's life. so cool. Great people. Yeah. We're truly blessed. 
Well, Dan, thanks for taking the time today to be on on Heart of the Athlete, and uh, we'll have to have you back again. Maybe we can talk some, about maybe some more oh, football or something well, like that. We can and, talk forever. Yeah, you know, all so the great people and all the great times. And, and thanks oh. for being a part of the you know the JCs and all your mm-hmm. you know thank help you. help keeping that cross led up there. Yeah, and thank it's such you. a cool thank you very much reminder of what Jesus has done for us at the cross and His shed blood, His broken body. For my sins and your sins and for for all of us so thank well, you lord god is good always yep amen well folks if you're interested in getting involved at the, any of these camps that we talked about earlier you can go to fcaidaho.org so well dan thanks again for being our heart of the athlete thank you guys thanks for listening today if you are interested in getting involved with fca or would like to donate to the fca ministry You can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice.